0: Meryl Pick, head of research at Old Mutual Equities, uh, joining us then as well. Thank you so much for the time, there, Meryl. It certainly is very difficult, right, at a time like this. Where do you even pick the positivity?
1: Good evening, and good evening to your listeners. Yes, it's um, been a. Uh, there's a song, Sunday Bloody Sunday. I think it's been Monday Bloody Sunday <laughs> <Yes>. today. <laughs> um, um, but you know what um, has been confounding us at Old Mutual, we broadly have a valuation bias um, and tie that to fundamentals on the ground. I must say, I've been looking at these markets as buoyant as they've been. Um, we had such a sharp um, correction downward in in March, but it's been one of the sharpest recoveries. And yet, around us, we still see the effects um, of COVID-19 in full force. We see... Certain economies going back into mm. lockdown states, for example, um so it has actually been quite difficult to tie up the stock market performance to the reality on the ground um, and and to be honest i've been waiting for some sort of correction to come um. It, it has just been somewhat too smooth of a recovery.
0: Is this the correction in mind, though? Is this the correction we expect? So perhaps to last a little bit longer, or is this just perhaps that that sort of bounce that you, you'd you expect, uh, I suppose, in the midst of all the negativity happening around the market?
1: So quite soon after the first correction, and uh, seemed to have bottomed, um, Howard Marks from Oak Tree Capital put out a note saying that they've actually looked at various corrections over time, and often these things happen in three stages of rather significant fall correction, fall correction, fall, and a third fall in correction, Mm. um, even up to the magnitude of 15%, 20% or more. Um, So, you know, we saw a few weeks ago the tech sector starting to um, show some resistance and, and show that it was reaching somewhat of a ceiling. Um, And now we've seen the spread into the broader broader market. Could there be more to come? Well, quite possibly. And I think it will be quite dependent on the news flow. Remember, last week we've seen um, starts on vaccine trials. Um, We've seen Donald Trump talk about a vaccine before November. Now he's talking about April. Um, There's a lot of um, gridlock it seems on... Agreeing the next level of the next leg of a stimulus package in in the US to consumers, um, and in the last few days we had uh, Supreme Court Judge um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg pass away, which seems to potentially going to derail the the, re- the relief and stimulus package um, talks. As the, the attention now shifts to replacing a, a justice before the election, so it it is quite news flow dependent. Um, The the truth is, until economies truly open up, um, where is the recovery, what is the recovery grounded on? I suppose that's my point.
0: Yeah, I suppose the question will become, should it even be grounded on a vaccine, which in and of itself doesn't necessarily do away with coronavirus and the effects thereof, right? It it only could help in the long run. So we'll certainly see uh, overall on that front. Uh, Meryl, if I could pick your brain then with regards to... Uh, perhaps the, the, the banking saga happening, uh, pa- particularly out in the Far East and, of course, then out in Europe mm. as well. I mean, standard charted, HSBC, which this isn't the first time this has happened for them as well. What sort of impact mm. does a scandal like this sort of have on the local market, though? I mean, if any at all.
1: Yeah, it's hard to tie it to the local um, sector specifically. Um, the South African banks and I suppose pre style or South African companies in general had a rather good reputation in terms of um, governance and accounting standards in general they you know no no bank is incident free um, but the policies and the governance have have proved to be relatively um, robust we've had um, these types of scandals um, before, particularly, for example, in ethics trading that might have affected, um, you know, Barclays when, when absolute was of Barclays, that sort of thing. Um, I think the, the branding shares in South Africa now, the, the main concern on South African, um, in, and global investors' minds with regards to our banks really is about, um, consumer and corporate's ability to repay debts, the bad debt outlook. You know, I think any, um, one of kind of uh, Breach of governance Is unfortunately not going to be the Overriding concern for investors Unless it proves to be something Systemic which at this point um, I don't think that appears to be the case
0: Yeah it doesn't at, at the present moment that is but it certainly Could be as you said um, Things are perhaps A little bit difficult to kind of call out You know as we've we've made note of quite a, Quite a bit as well but one would look for value maybe at a time like this, or maybe even, you know, just something to to find a bright spark in. Is there perhaps a sector that you're looking at to think, well, this provides enough for me to, to perhaps look at long-term-wise? Is it the resource space? I mean, that seems to have done pretty well of late.
1: Yeah. I think on a three- to five-year view, um, we would tend to look for things where, a, um, they have perhaps not been as popular, so resources has done well and would likely continue um, to do well if the global post-COVID recovery is stimulated through infrastructure spend. So that could well be um, a strong driver to continue the resource um, uh, to to kind of add further talent to tell, sort of tell into the resource rally. And the very banking sector that you referred to you know, Is still trading at valuations of multi decade lows. You know, they're trading around valuations on price to book ratios that we've not seen since the 1980s. Um, Granted, perhaps the news in South Africa isn't as bad as the 1980s, but things are, um, the outlook is quite. Weak currently and probably as weak as it's been since 1994. But it's those, um uh, sort of context and those, uh, that atmosphere of negativity. It is actually that, that gives you bargain entry points into stocks and stocks are relatively unloved. So sectors like banking, sectors like construction offer a lot of value. If you can look on a three to five year view past the turmoil, uh, that's been caused by COVID, um and find the ones with robust enough balance sheets and good quality management that can navigate the next two to two years. There is value to be found in some of those names. For but, example, First Rand Bank or Raubex.
0: Yeah. Which, which construction firms though? I mean, haven't all of them sort of delisted or, or getting to a point of delisting as well? It's been very difficult for construction.
1: Yeah, it has indeed. And I think that, that's paradoxically, um, the opportunity. So we've gone from I think something like eight listed construction players down to really just two being Wilton Bailey and Raubex. Um and it's not a coincidence that those companies have delisted. In fact many of them have just ceased to exist. So when you are a essentially you're in a last man standing position. Should um the government get coordination together in terms of tenders Spending money on restoring, um, you know, road quality or infrastructure spend, there really are only two big players in the game around to take that work on.
0: Yep. It becomes absolutely difficult to really choose where to go into and how to even stay in that market for uh, a sustainable period as well then. Well, Meryl, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it this evening. Meryl Pick is Head of Research of Old Mutual Equities then at Old Mutual Investment Group. The market itself has been absolute turmoil on the comp- on a completely different scale indeed. More than 2.5% lost on the JSE All Share uh, this uh, today as well. Really, you can take your pick of any stock and it probably has gone down. It's really uh, the likes of Blue Label Telecoms which have uh, actually seen uh, somewhat of gain. So perhaps staying positive on that front uh, with that share. Ultron, AECI also going into some positivity today, but really not much else uh, as well. B- uh, BATS as well also going up today. So, uh, enjoying a 8 tenths of a percent uptick uh, as well. That's British American tobaccos. The rest have really suffered quite heavily. The likes of Bidvest, 5.4% down. Alexander Forbes, 5.3% as well. Amplatz, more than 3% weaker. Aspen, 3.4%. So, massive, massive falls there on the JC All Share. It is, however, 8:30 though. We'll go from business to your news. Here's